0: Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, Great to be with you this morning. If we haven't met before, my name is Alyssa. I'm part of the congregation here. Um, If you've closed your Bibles or you haven't opened your Bibles yet, can I encourage you to do so? So open it up to 1 Timothy 1, uh, verses 15, 17, nice and short this morning. Uh, But while you're doing that, why don't I pray for us before we start? God, we thank you so much for the great gift of Jesus. Thank you for sending him to this world to save us. Would you be with us now? Holy Spirit, come and be with us as we read your word, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as I've already said, and as I'm sure everybody in this room is fully aware, if not, I'm a little bit worried. It is New Year's Day, isn't it? Um, And on New Year's Day, we have traditions, and one of them, some people may love it, some people may dread it, it's the New Year's resolution. Has anybody made any New Year's resolutions this year? Some people have, like, like two people in the entirety of the congregation. Um, if you have and you're willing to share it, can you stick your hand up? And my roving reporter slash glamorous assistant, Hannah, um, is going to... Is anybody willing to share? Emily Booth is gone. Emily is, is there. She's going to tell us. Come on. What is your New Year's resolution? And holes and things. You're going to learn to sew buttons and holes. in it. That, is, that is a good New Year's resolution. I respect that. And you're gonna to learn to sew holes. I'm assuming you're gonna fix the holes. That's the intention, yeah, of course. Any other New Year's resolutions that people have made? Absolutely no one else. No one has made, is everyone just too scared to make a resolution for fear that they're gonna break it? Or everyone knows that this is going on YouTube, and so like you're gonna be held accountable if you don't fulfill your New Year's resolution, is that it? Great. That's okay, Emily, well done. I salute you for being the only person brave enough to share your New Year's resolution uh, this morning. Um, But I'll be honest with you, I've made one, I'll admit to all of you, um, my New Year's resolution is that I want to eat better. You know, I actually wanna give my body the nutrients it needs instead of just eating chocolate and cake all the time. As much as I love chocolate and cake all the time, I know I can't eat it. But, you know, the main reason that we make New Year's resolutions, isn't it, because we know that the start of the new year is the opportunity to wipe the slate clean and start all over again. And, you know, we want to refresh our our lives, do something different. And that starts with realizing that actually maybe our lives aren't quite right, that actually maybe we're doing something wrong. You know, something is wrong with what we're doing, and we know we can do better. But, you know, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I make a New Year's resolution, I suck at keeping it. I'm really bad. Um, when I asked Malveen this morning whether or not she'd made a resolution, she told me, no, I don't believe in it because people just give up on them straight away. Um, so th- that's what you said to me, <laughs> that's the truth. But Malveen also told me that if you write it down, you're more likely to keep it. So there you go. Gives um, you know, the fact is is that I, don't th- I can't put my hand up and say that I've ever kept a New Year's resolution. Can-, can anybody? Has anyone ever successfully kept one? Hannah, you have. What was the New Year's resolution that you successfully kept? Stop stalking people on Instagram. Great. <laughs> well, that is a valid New Year's resolution again. Well done. So, only Hannah can say that she has successfully kept a New Year's resolution. But unlike Hannah, I am the type of person that by the time it gets to February, it's completely out of the window. I keep falling back into the same old habits that I said I wasn't going to. You know, The thing is, is that when we make news resolutions, we recognize that we need to change, but actually we might not have the power or the willpower to make the change ourselves. And because the fact is, is that we all have things in our lives that we know are wrong, that we know that we have done wrong or are doing wrong and that we want to change, and we need help to make them right. We can't just, you know, click our fingers and like a new year's resolution and then our lives are all completely better. We need help, but sometimes it's too hard. But the good news is, is that we have Jesus. He is the answer, he is the solution. He's not gonna magically help you keep your New Year's resolutions, but he does have a a solution for the problem in our lives. You know, I'm sure all of us have been celebrating and singing over the past week about the goodness of how Jesus came to this earth. And Paul, in our passage today, if you look down, knows the reason why Jesus came. He writes that Jesus came to save sinners. The fact is, is that there is no one, no one inside this church, no one outside this church who Jesus didn't come from, for, who Jesus is not out of the reach of. His saving grace, his mercy and his patience extend to all of us. And Paul can say this because he knows who he is. He knows his own wrongdoing. He knows his own sin. But also he's really aware of what Jesus has done for him. And that changes everything. He knows why Jesus came. And so we're going to start with who, who is Paul? What did he do? Um, so I've actually just told you, but who is writing this passage that we've just read? Okay, like three people know. We'll try again. Who's writing this passage that we just read? Thank you. Um, was, was Paul always called Paul? No. What did Paul used to be called? Saul. Well done, everyone. Your Bible trivia is fantastic. Um, so, for people, for you know, if you know anything about Saul, um, does anybody know like what words would we use to describe Saul? Does anybody know what he was like? Again, my glamorous assistant Hannah um, is going to come and help. What what kind of a person was Saul? Does anybody know? Anybody? Oh. Immature. Sorry, say that again. Immature. Immature. Yeah. Evil. Evil. Okay. Interesting takes on the person of Saul here. Um, Kathy, right in the back, can you, can you run all the way? <laughs> Go on, Hannah, well done. I'm really putting her to work today. Well done. Oppressive. O- oppressive, that's a great word. Pharisee. A Pharisee, yeah, he was. Any other words that we can use to describe Saul? Quite intellectual. Sorry, I didn't catch that. He was quite intellectual. Wanting to let... Quite intellectual. Oh, quite intellectual. Thank you. Anybody else? We've still got some more. Some more down here. Passionate. Passionate. Good one. Yep, yep. We'll take one more. Here we go. Selfish. Selfish. Interesting. Some good words. So there are plenty of words that we can use to describe Saul. Um, Do you think Saul is the kind of person that you'd want to be friends with? No, I think a lot of people are shaking their heads here. Uh, we've already talked about it. He was, he was a cruel man. He was angry. He was passionate, but maybe passionate not quite about the right things. You know, he was going around killing Christians. And as we said, you know, he's, he's not the person we'd like to be friends with. Saul was an unpleasant man. And he did things that we know are wrong, that we can say are bad, and that we can call sin. And when Saul became Paul, when he met Jesus, he knew that. He suddenly met Jesus, and he realized that in in the light and the goodness of who Jesus is, that his life wasn't right, that actually he was a sinner. You know that big moment where he sees the light of Jesus on the road to Damascus and everything changes. You know, he becomes aware of his sin. And in this passage that we've just read, he even calls himself the worst of sinners. It's the worst possible you could imagine. But notice how in this passage, Paul doesn't say... Um, Jesus Christ came to save sinners of whom I was the worst. It's of whom I am the worst. Paul knows that in the light of Jesus's holiness and goodness and everything, that he is still a sinner, that he still does things wrong. Okay, yeah, he might not be a murderer anymore, but there are still things in his life that he gets wrong and he cannot make right on his own. He recognizes that sin is sin, and the fact is, is, is that's a problem, and it's something that we all carry. We all have things in our lives that we, we get wrong, and we, we just can't escape. You know, we can make all of the New Year's resolutions we like, but the fact is we will still do wrong. I hate to break it to you, but no one in this room is perfect. We are all stuck in our sin, all stuck in our ways. And it's, but it's not how we were meant to live. But the good news is, is that there is a solution, and his name is Jesus. Um, now for my next bit of this, this talk, if you have small kids at the front, you might want to just keep an eye on them for this next bit. You'll find out why. Um, the thing is is that I've been talking for a long time, and you know it's New Year's Day and everything. Um, so I've got a box of chocolates here. Um, I'm just going to leave them. Um, I'm just going to put them here. If you want one, come and grab one. Um, let's just see what happens. <laughs> I told you to keep an eye on your children. Um, here we go. It's, this is, it's like vultures. Um. Okay. It's gonna be interesting to see how many are left in the box. This tub was full when I stood up here. Um. Okay, I'm just gonna let the children fight over them for a bit longer, because the rest of you are still listening. Um, I'm gonna just leave this chocolate box here. And if you want one, come and grab it at any point. I'm not going to put a limit on you. I'm not going to tell you not to. Um, They're they're for all of you. They're a gift. Um, Help help yourselves. That's that's what the thing is. There's no catch to this. I'm not going to do anything weird to you. The chocolates are there as and when you want them. Um, The thing is, is that if I had the time and uh, Jonathan Thatcher didn't need to go home and lock up afterwards, uh, I could just stand here and you could just take all of the chocolates uh, that you like. Uh, They're a free gift. But the interesting thing that I'm finding interesting is that I think I've only seen three adults come and get one. Um, The rest of it has just been the children. Adults, they're for you as well. They're not just for the children. Um, Because the thing is, is that in a similar way, God's gift of grace and mercy to us is free for everyone. It is there and available. All we have to do is come and take it for ourselves. And the fact is this morning is that in and amongst all of the bad things, all of the sin, all of the wrongdoing that we do, God extends his free gift of grace and mercy to us. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. That is the sermon. Well done, Nick Lamb. You take a chocolate. Good work. Um, Jesus came into this world to save us, to freely give us gifts of grace and mercy. God stands there with his arms open, ready for us. Because of the, the fact that Jesus died on the cross, Jesus came into this world to save sinners. We have free access to it. God stands there with his offer of mercy, patience, and eternal life is what our passage tells us today. You know, Paul tells us that Jesus showed him mercy. If Jesus can show mercy to a murdering, brutal, unpleasant man, I think he can show it to us. I think he can show it to me and to you. Notice here how also Paul didn't do anything to earn it. It wasn't that paul was saying oh yes jesus came into the world to save sinners once i had prayed 20 times and you know given all of my money away to the poor no jesus christ came into the world to save sinners you know in a similar way that none of you did anything to earn these chocolates you know we don't do anything to earn god's grace it's now about half full i'd say so adults if you do want one i'd recommend coming quickly um God also has patience with us, as Paul tells us in this passage. As I've already said, I personally don't have the patience to stand here all day and wait for you to finish off these chocolates. But God is more patient with us. Think about it. God could see Saul as he was Saul when he was going around murdering everyone and doing all the horrible things. But God had patience with him. God waited for Saul to come to know him, to come to accept his offer of eternal life. God showed Saul and Paul immense patience and mercy, all for the offer of eternal life. All so that we can live with him and be right with him. And again, this, this is a free gift. We didn't do anything to earn or deserve it. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. And the, the, the correct response to that is worship. And that's how this passage ends. If you look down at verse 17, Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honour and glory forever and ever. Amen. That should be our response to this. When we realise what Jesus has done, the amount of mercy and patience he has shown us, how can we do anything but worship him? When we realise the free gift that we have been given in Jesus, how can we not respond with love and worship? And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend some time worshipping. So if the band want to come up, we're going to spend some time just reflecting and looking on what Jesus has done for us. So if you are able, can I invite you to please stand? The box of chocolates are just going to stay there as well. So, you know, do come and it's an act of worship, in my opinion, to come and grab one. But we're just going to we're going to wait on the Holy Spirit and see what it is that God is wanting to say to us. So can I encourage you to, to kind of position yourself in a way that, you know, you might wanna close your eyes, you might wanna open your hands, do whatever it is you do wanna to do to hear from God. But I wonder if some of us this morning just need reminding of grace, of reminding of the fact that Jesus came into the world to save us, that actually there is, there is no pit too deep that we have fallen into that Jesus can't save us from. And regardless of whether or not you're feeling the weight of that this morning, or you've just come here feeling fine, Jesus extends his grace to all of us, and we are all in need of it, and actually to be reminded of it is a really good and a really beautiful thing. So why don't I just pray for us, and then I'll hand over to the band and we'll worship. God, I thank you that, for the truth that you sent Jesus into this world to save sinners, And Jesus, we we recognize before you that that we are sinners, that we, we get things wrong, we do things wrong, we mess up. But Jesus, thank you for the truth that you came into this world to save us, to make us right. We thank you for your mercy and your patience. And Jesus, we receive your grace again. We receive your love again. Jesus, would you wash us clean, make us new, make us whole again. And Lord, I pray that as we go from this place, we'll be people who walk in that freedom. We'll be people who walk in the knowledge of the grace of God, in knowledge of the mercy and the patience of God. A group of us were praying before the service, and I just had a sense that Jesus is wanting to make himself king of our lives again. And I think for some people, um, Jesus has kind of slipped off the throne almost a little bit, that there are other sins or other things or idols, as we might call them, that have got in the way. And so, Jesus, we, we say, come and be king of our lives again, whatever that looks like. If you're meeting with with Jesus now, then then stay in that place. Um, The rest of us are going to worship. If you would like prayer, I don't think we have a prayer team today, but why don't you just tap someone on the shoulder who's standing next to you and just say, hey, can you just pray for me quickly? We'd love to do that. So yeah, keep receiving from Jesus if that's where you are. But for the rest of us, we're going to enter into a time of worship now.